This is a HeadGum Podcast. In 86, Anna Martin wrote the first book of what became a cult. Now it's time for Babysitter's Club How is your boy? He's fine now. He had a he's having a rough time. He was doing the screaming earlier. He was doing was screaming. Yep. You and I did some gossiping. We, st- we were yep. talking about the we were talking about modern media. Yep, talking and about our, uh, old times at uh, New York Review of Books dot com slash Infowars. Lack of place in it. Yeah, <laughs> and the boy was screaming the entire time. Mm. Yeah, and he was doing and, a big scream, wasn't he? I think his thing now, and this is boring, but I think his thing now is um, he needs to be dropped down to one nap a day. He might be there. I think we're on the. I think we're on the cusp. He yeah. sleeps in late, like a like a teenager, every fucking day. Yeah, and then is pissy during his second nap. And I feel like the thing is just to give him a longer one long nap in the middle. One of nap the is hot. If you can get it to work, one nap is hot. You wake him up like a teenager. I in wake the him morning. up every day, and yeah. then. Nap him if you if you're lucky, you could nap him from like one to four. That's a long nap, and then you can just like play Call of Duty or whatever, Jesus, whatever it is. I don't you even do. know what I would do. Trying to put time. myself in your in what you would do, right? Is like, that it? Uh, no, look at Call look of Duty, at memes. My PS4 is pretty old. Okay, uh, so let's get into this. My PS4 is pretty old. Okay. It's, it's I got it on launch day. Um, okay. it's got a pretty small hard drive, and Call of Duty. The updates are getting so okay. big now, okay. and okay, that's it's fine. just like it I don't just even think example. I have the hard drive space for yeah. it anymore. It was just so an example. Like, it was an example, and I regret yeah. it. Yeah, can I tell you my, my my boy? Tell me about your boy. Okay, I got I got two worries about the child that I'd like to ask your professional dad dad advice. I said dad advice. I made up. I just made up dad advice. Yeah, it's it's not good. You are you sure? It's fine. Think about it for a second. It's fine. I'd like to ask for your dad advice. Okay. Okay. Here's here's one. I call it the car from cars paradox. Okay. And it worries me and it bakes my noodle, to use a phrase from the Matrix. We use it a lot. It's a it's a common Yeah. Cyril, my child, often asks to watch the film Car from Cars. Okay. And when I ask him, why do you call that film Car from Cars? He looks at me like I'm an idiot, and he says, because it's about the car from Cars. It's true. <laughs> and it's, I think it's logically consistent, but it, 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 I'm, I have trouble processing it. I don't know how to, how to talk it's, to him about it. It's as though he has some kind of like <laughs> aphasia or something where yeah. it's like he can't recognize titles or like they're too abstract for him yeah but he's not wrong he's not wrong so but it's like it's like let's read um the book lenny from of mice and men right he i i think that's a little old for him oh that's are you sure it's a pretty short book there are some pretty gruesome it's deaths very in it. brief it's very brief you can yeah. get through it in like an evening okay i'll ask him i'm just trying to think of other kind of short books for kids for for kids, yeah, yeah. Um, it's as though he would say, like, "Let's read." It's as if he w- were to say, "Let's read 
Old Man in the Sea from Old Man in the Sea. Did any of Walt Whitman's poems in Leaves of Grass have any characters? Any dudes in them? I think there are some dudes in them, but it's more leaves and grass for the most part. Let's read about the leaves and the grass. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. In Leaves of Grass. Okay. So, I mean, it's a small book, you know? Well, you haven't solved my problem in any way. No, no, no. I'm helping you I'm helping you get into the mind of this madman. Okay. Well, help me dive further into the mind of this child because it, here's another thing that he's taken to doing lately. And then we will talk about this book and we will introduce the show. Don't think the way we sure. won't. We sure, do. Sure, sure. We always do. We always we get around do. to it. Often we do. often do talk about the books. One sec. Okay. Alexa, turn on the bedroom. <laughs> you see that tasteful lighting? Yeah. Uh, it's an audio medium, so I know. Well, she's she's an audio being. Okay, <laughs> the lights went on. Um, here's my second worry about the child. And then we really must talk about this novel. Yeah, and introduce the show. We got to say who we are. People need to know. <laughs> the other thing that Cyril does lately is that sometimes he, usually in the same place in the hallway of my house, he will point past me down the hallway, and he will say. Who's that guy? Okay. <laughs> That's very troubling. Yeah. Because <laughs> I think the thing about babies, and your boy is on the cusp. They're again. closer to the beyond than we are. They just came from there. Yeah, they just came right? from out of there. Yeah. So they have, a, they have a connection to the beyond that we don't have. Yeah. I think dogs have it, too. Yeah. Cats definitely have it. And, well, do your cats ever react to a guy? They'll look at a guy, yeah. They'll just, like, okay. suddenly, they'll suddenly, like, get frightened and their eyes will go wide and they'll look at a guy for a while. In a lot of ways, I think this is a bigger problem in New England where there's more history. And more ghosts, right? And more ghosts. Yeah. But in Texas, it was the Wild West for a long time, right? And yeah. And people probably shot a lot, one another a lot. Oh, so you think that I should just say, oh, it's a dead cowboy. It's a dead cowboy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That now that solves my problem. Right. Have you ever asked Cyril to describe the guy? I will say what guy. I'll say what guy do you mean? And then he'll just look at me like I'm crazy and he'll say, Who's that guy? Okay. Yeah. And do you ever say oh it's a dead cowboy? Well, I haven't tried that. I'm gonna try that. Does now. he know what cowboys are? I think if you can give him the vocabulary the vo- vocabulary to describe the guy. I'll show him a bunch of pictures of dead cowboys. Here's what I'll do. I'll show him a bunch of pictures of dead cowboys. We'll talk about it. These are cowboys. They used to be alive. Now they're not. And then see if next time he says, why is there a dead cowboy in our house? Instead of, who's that guy? I also don't want to always bring it back to this, but I suggest that you and Cyril sit down and watch the film 13 Ghosts, because that will at least give you a cross-section of different ghosts to choose from. Yeah. 13 ghosts. And then he'll be like, who's that old-timey prospector? He can get right. really specific. Yes. That's great. Okay. And this has been Dead Talk. Dead Talk. Yes. Hi, hi. And welcome to the Babysitter's Club. Club. And I'm letting you do the, the second one by yourself now. Why? I don't like that. I like it. We did Say it. it with me. We tried it out and it was cool. It's like a DJ. Like okay, fine. Hi, hi. In now fact, you say hi. I, let's both say it several times, and I want you to go into the I'm audio not going in post. In, I'm not doing anything in yes, post. Yes, you are. I won't. You're going in in post, and you're layering it on top of one another. Fine. Hi, hi. 
You can say hi. Hi. And welcome to the Babysitter's Club. Club. And then you just heard all the clubs. A podcast in which I am Jack Shepard. My name is Tanner Greenery. <laughs> and what we do is we like to talk about the classic novels in the Great Sitter's Cycle by The Hand That Shakes, The Princess of the Prince of Town, St. Annabelle, Matthews, Martin, Stormborn, Soulskinner, Mother of Clocks, and Bane to Bat. She is the first of her name, the last of her kind, and of course, the last hope. For humankind, and this week we are going to be talking about a novel that she wrote, which is called Babysitter's Club Friends Forever, number four, Claudia and the Friendship Feud. Claudia's feuding with a friend, and that feels familiar to me. Let me ask you a a question. Yeah. Why don't they just call it Claudia and the Feud? Well, because then it could be like a family feud, it could be like a workplace feud, it could be like a, a teacher feud. I, but normally you don't you don't drill down in that way. It's just a feud. Like a friendship feud is not a kind of thing. I don't know what I'm getting into then, though. Well, then it would be friend feud, right? Friend feud. They don't call it the family relationships feud. Family feud, right? It's family feud. Friendship it describes the state of being that you are in with a friend. I was gonna say maybe what Anne and. Um... What's her fucking name? Laura Dower. We're going to talk Laura, about it. we're going for <laughs> was like alliteration, but friend feud still even works with that. So yeah, I don't know. Friend feud. Um, well, we'll figure it out and we maybe we'll figure it out by diving more into the situation with Laura. But uh, before we do that, because I think that's going to be a big topic. Laura. Laura. And I think Laura, Laura's very online. So I think she's probably listening. Is she? You looked her up already. I look. Well, I just did. A, I just did a little. T- I just wanted a taste. I wanted a sip. But I like to save that. No, no, for no the I, show. I, I, I'm with you. And I, and I had. But that it sounds thought. like we're diving in now. I'm, I'm googling her, Laura Dower. Okay, so this novel was written by someone called Laura Dower, wasn't it? Wasn't mm-hmm. it? And and okay. what, what, what is happening? What? <laughs> it's a little late in the game to suddenly bring Laura Dower. Imagine being Laura Dower and like you get this opportunity and you're like, we want to bring you in a right for the babysitters club. And you're like, great. Yeah. Wh- what's the assignment? And they're like, oh, it's the friends forever series. It's the death of the babysitters club. Yeah. I want you to kill these babysitters. And we're, you get to oversee the fucking eulogy of the babysitters club. This beloved franchise. She's like the cleaner from Pulp Fiction. Oh, right. Yeah. Is that, yeah. I don't know if that's what he's called. Harvey the Harvey Keitel. The wolf? The wolf, yeah. Yeah. And it's like, I accidentally killed all these babysitters and destroyed their club. Yep. And the Leviathan is like, I know somebody. Scholastic. Like, all the liars are like, what are we going to do? Oh, God, what are we going to do? We're going to be in so much trouble. And David, the Leviathan Levitan is like, I know somebody. Call the cleaner. Let's call Laura. Call the wolf. Call the wolf. Laura Dower. <laughs> Let's call Laura Dower. Okay. I did the teensiest little bit of research on Laura Dower, and I want to present it to you. If you go to her website and you click on other projects, which is what this is. Can you do that for okay. me? Yeah, I'm, I'm on her website, lauradower.com. Yeah, and other projects is what she categorizes the Friends Forever thing. She's a very prolific author. Okay. She's got a portrait of herself here. Okay, Yes. And At the top of the other projects, you mean? Yeah. Would you like to describe the portrait that she's drawn of herself here? Yes. Yeah. 
It is a, a spectral being, mm-hmm. a classic ghost, white sheet. Yeah. Two, two, two big sunken eye sockets. Yep. And it has two spindly little arms coming out of its white sheet, and it yep. is um, penning, uh, I assume, Babysitter's Club A Babysitter's book. Club book. Uh, in, and that is spectrally held in the air with no table or anything like that. Yeah, um, well, yeah. It's, it's, ghost, it's a ghost book. It's a ghost. It's a ghost. And then click on her Twitter from that page, from the ghost page. Okay, okay. It says, follow um, me on Twitter. Click on it. Okay. And I'm going to follow her on Twitter. It says, leave a comment. Do I want to leave a comment or no? No, don't leave a comment. It just, there's a little, there's a little uh, purple bird just at the top of the other projects page next to where her name is. Yes. And Laura. You, okay, yeah. okay. And you click on that. And what, yeah. is, what does it show you? This account doesn't exist. It's the account of a ghost, isn't it? And it is the account of a ghost. And it's the account of a ghost. And then this is the last the last little piece of research that I did very briefly when I looked at her page. So spooky. Tanner, I looked up dower in the dictionary. Okay. And here's what dower means. It is the part of or interest in the real estate of a deceased spouse given by law to the surviving spouse during the surviving spouse's life. Okay. Or, or another word for that, a nice way of saying that is a ghost. A ghost wife or a husband. I think any way you parse this. Yeah. Laura Dower is a ghost. Is a ghost. Self-confess and self-professed ghost. Yeah. So Anne had a ghost do this one. (laughs) Anne had a ghost do this one. And I'm trying to think back on the books to think if there's anything that had like a, a smack of ghost on it. I'm not uh, on sure. this novel, which we yeah. have yet to talk about. On this novel, yeah. Um, we can hire her. Oh, we can? It's on her other projects page, available to hire on readz.com to be a ghostwriter. So what I'm thinking is maybe we probably want to hire her to write a book for us. Mm-hmm. Oh, we can have her do our ship of the week. Ship of the week, right. Do you think she'd be willing to do that? Yeah, it says we can... Does, it, does she say... You can only hire me under certain stringent circumstances, or does she say like I, think we'll I will have to pay her her rate either way in exchange for money? I will write your thing. I think we're gonna have to pay her a full rate, and like that is a, the the kind of rate that like would get you a full kids book, and we're gonna blow that on ship of the week, or I mean, I'll, I'm open to whatever. Okay, it says here short form. Okay, services I am available to offer. Yeah, ghost writing. Mm-hmm. Proposals. Well, is that's short ironic. Form, yeah. <laughs> short form content. Yeah. Developmental editing, market okay. research, and brainstorming outlines. So maybe we just contact her for a brainstorm. Yeah. Let's just like get that. three beautiful brains in a room. Yeah. And have them bang out some fucking brain babies. Okay. That sounds good. And we'll do that. I don't know what we're going to brainstorm on. It could be anything. Let's just say that to her. Yeah. Super high level. Super high level. Just a lot of like... No constraints. We're brainstorming about literally everything and anything. Blue sky thinking. And we'll probably have to pay her like... $20, $30. Okay. Yes. And a lot of money. So, Baby Nation, if you can help us get that together... We'll start a GoFundMe. Yes. 
Great. It's blue Sky Solutioneering with Laura Dower. An actual ghost. A, a, go, a, a known ghost. Yeah. Self, self-confessed ghost. Yeah. Normally, they'd hide, try to hide it. Like this fucking dead cowboy I've got in my house. Right. Um, should we talk about the book, do you think? This book Seems like it would be 20 minutes in. Yeah. This book uh, bummed me out. Can I say that? That's about the book. Bummed me I, out. It didn't bum me out. It, it made me feel liberated. Like a great weight has been lifted off your shoulders? Yeah, exactly. A great weight has been lifted off my shoulders and a effervescent and almost like refreshing mint flavored wind <laughs> is blowing in your face pushing oh, me up pushing up your kilt and, and buoying me. like marilyn monroe you're sti- you you walked over like a, a vet and you're like oops because a, a minty wind pushed you and you're wearing that a minty a wind kilt. is named erica bloomberg erica bloomberg <laughs> Yeah, I Laura Dower, who I for a ghost did a fucking great job with this book. I liked it a lot. There's jokes, there's there's intrigue, and it surprised the shit out of me because I assumed I was like the next book is called Christy Power, and so I was like, okay, Claudia the Friendship Feud. We're gonna get past this fucking friendship feud. I think you could just call it a feud, whatever. And we do, and we do. That she's having with Stacy, and then we can have the BSC back together, and we can have like a funny moment where they like solve a mystery next week. Or Christy fucking like, we're beyond that as a difficult. That's client. baby shit. This is friends forever, Jack. But what Laura Dower did was she's like, I'm gonna murder whatever spark was left in their love. She for each even other. she she even like taunts us with it. Yeah, like Claudia has a number of conversations with Peaches where Peaches is just like. Yeah, if you've got a good friend, that means more than anything, and you just kind of need to make up with her. And no boy or no conflict should come between you. Claudia's aunt, like, it's very heavy-handed. Back when I thought that there was going to be reconciliation between Claudia and Stacy, Cla- Claudia and her aunt have this conversation where, where Claudia's aunt, Peaches, is having, like, a, a old a college friend visit, and she's nervous about it. And she's like, this is my best fucking friend in the world, and let me tell you a story about her. She stole my boyfriend in college. We got mad, but our friendship lasted, and th- it, she's like the, very important in my life now. And I was like, okay, cool. And then Claudia and Stacy go scorched earth and fucking because Claudia's because Stacy's a fucking she's awful nightmare shit show, and she's it's that fucking Rachel character. It's that Rachel influence. I call her Snake Chill. Worm tonguing her, worm tonguing her, and you know who else I don't like is the fucking fame wolf. I don't like Jeremy either anymore. He's a little slime ball in this. Jeremy's up to some kind of shenanigans. He's the new snake in the grass. The fame wolf is more dangerous than the snake in the grass it ever had been. But we have this effervescent, minty wind. Yeah, and it's Erica Blumberg. She's great. She's lovely. Erica Blumberg. She's so nice. She's so nice. She's so cool. Let me. I'm gonna. I am gonna describe this book. But let me read you a fucking passage real fast, real fast on this topic. Okay. Christy waved her arm in the air. I've got it. What about Logan? He can babysit. Marianne dropped her head into her hands. Christy, I can't believe you even said that. Oops. Sorry. Marianne and Logan broke up, guys. Get with the fucking program. Stacy perked up all of a sudden. Hey, what about Erica Blumberg? She might be free tomorrow. Hmm, said Christy. Tanner, Erica Blumberg, do you agree? Has joined the hallowed ranks of the babysitters. 
I think so. Like Wendy Loser before her, she is in a, Next time we do a babysitter's, like, which babysitter's club member are you quiz, we could put Erica Blumberg in it as a yeah, response. Yeah, I think so, too. And it really piss people off. Yeah, you got Erica Blumberg, and they'd be like, what? And it's like, no, don't worry. She's an effervescent <laughs> She's a lady. fucking babysitter. She babysat the Pikes like five times. <laughs> um, I also think that one of her many accolades is that she went to a, a dance with Pete Black. So it shows good taste. It shows great taste. I just like her. She's I so like her. great. She's she's opinionated. She's got like a fucking like stance. Yeah. She's cool. She's great at babysitting. She put the fucking Pike triplets in their fucking place. Oh my god! Yeah. I love Erica Blumberg. I love Erica Blumberg. Why and I and I'm I'm ready to fucking jettison from the the paradigm that involves Stacy Stacy McGill paradigm yeah. altogether. So, Stacy. This is what I've always wanted. Yeah. It makes me sad. Can I describe this novel? Yeah. I'd like to describe the novel, then we'll put 60 seconds on a big bad clock that I happen to have handy. We'll have you describe the novel. And you mute yourself. I do do that now, right? Yeah. Yes. So, tell me when you've muted yourself, and I'll begin describing this novel. I, I have yeah, muted I myself. Please. Yes. The year is 1999 and the world is divided into warring factions each vying for what small riches remain amidst the rubble of the social order that has been destroyed it is a world of jealousy and divided loyalties of fear of power and of revenge and yet even in the scorched landscape of our unrecognizable earth there are hidden places where flowers bloom, where love can blossom, apart from the hate and the anger and the endless war that rages in the background. And so it is that Claudia Kishi, scarred and embittered by betrayal and focused only on vengeance, finds something she never expected in the last place she would ever think to look. A friend. And now she will do whatever it takes to keep her. Babysitter's Club, Friends Forever, number four, Claudia and the Friendship Feud. Beautiful. Thank you. The friend is Erica Blumberg. Uh, the effervescent wind, yeah. Yeah. It's just blowing up your skirt and being a, a friend to Claudia when she needs her most. Jack, I have a question for you. Yeah. I, I, oh, I should do my recap. Yeah, let's have that. I don't Is it necessary? I, we need it. Okay, because yours was really good. Thank you. That, I, that means a lot to me, and you rarely say that. Um. Uh, yeah, people need to know what happened in this novel. I'm going to put 60 seconds on this big bad clock that I happen to have handy, and I'll have you describe this novel during those. You don't want to do anything more interesting? What are some other bits we've done? This is my favorite version of it. Because it's the easiest. Or just put a timer on, and you say the thing in the timer. Because it's the easiest? Yeah. Do we want to challenge our our perceptions? <laughs> Free our minds, and the rest will follow? Jack? 
Let's see. I, we had sixty second burger run. We had I did that last week. Mysterious clock. We had the mysterious clock, and now I think it's this. What was the super specials? Oh, you could do a sing a lullaby. I don't want that. I want you to describe the book. Yes, do a lullaby. No, you have to Wait, do it. Would I have to do it? Yeah. I want you to describe this novel in sixty seconds. Give the people what they want, which is to know what the fuck happened in this. A lot of people haven't okay. read it. Right. Okay. Or we could do a movie recap. No, Remember that's... Remember when we did that for the super specials? Yeah, but that was for my part. And now we're admitting it, are we? That we took... Okay, I, now let's just say it. A lot of the... For the um, mysteries, a lot of... We actually took a lot of our descriptions from movies that existed. Okay. And now and we're happy. We're true confessions. That. It happened to me. I Well, I didn't. You. Di- I'm sorry, you, you did that? Oh, no, I didn't. I thought you did. No, I came... Mine were all original. No, it didn't happen to us. I'm going to put 60 seconds on this big bad clock. During those 60 seconds, you're going to describe this novel. I'm going to begin right now. Okay, so Claudia is still feuding with her friend. It's a friendship feud. And uh, it's over a boy named Jeremy. But it's almost Thanksgiving, and her she's doing a lot of planning for a Thanksgiving Day feast with her Aunt Peaches. And she's learning a lot about her Aunt Peaches and her friend... Whose name is I Molly? Say, it doesn't matter. It doesn't fucking matter. Molly. Yes. And they used to get in fights about boys too, but they always made up. So Claudia thinks there's a light at the end of the tunnel with her and Stacy. She and Jeremy keep running into one another in this weird way that it makes feel like uh, fate is trying to push them together, and they're kind of flirty in a weird way. And it's like maybe that's a thing, and maybe he's over Claudia. Claudia starts a new relationship with Erica Blumberg, who is cool. <laughs> And we like her. She's the effervescent wind. And sorry, I've got burps. And you have to give me a few seconds for the burps. You have to. And, and for this appeal. And, and for the appeal. What happened there? And so she makes friends with Erica Blumberg, and Erica, and she keeps mistaking Erica for Stacy. And Erica gets fed up, and eventually she realizes that she doesn't need Stacy, and what she needs is more good friends like Erica. And time. And Stacy and Claudia are done. And time. And. Yeah, that's awkward. She like she says like she says Stacy's name in like the throes of passion. They're like shopping at Dillard's or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> She's like these fucking garnet earrings will look great on you, Stace. And Erica's like, "What?" <laughs> She's like, "Oh, never mind." Uh <laughs> That's like when you call me Josh I or know. Jim. Or I, I often, well, it's all your dickhead's fault for You often call me Jim. Fucking, That's pretty common. It's all of your faults. It, I refuse to be blamed for this <laughs> because my three closest friends in the world, my childhood best friend, Jim, my modern best friend and co-host, Jack, and my other best friend and co-host, <laughs> Josh, all have one syllable names that start with J. And that's our fault. And that's victim blaming. And my wife is Jamie. <laughs> so it all feels like it's it's beyond my control. Um, we did the plot. We said the plot. We said what happened. It's a difficult book. Christy's, you know who's not fucking helpful? Christy. Christy's never helpful. And that's her thing. And we know that the, the fucking book one, chapter yeah. one, is Christy speaks her mind. It got her in trouble in fucking Christie's great idea, and it's getting her in trouble in the Friends Forever series. She is like, th- like everything changes. 
Except yeah. Christy. Except Christy. Stacy and Claudia are like. I do think that Christy is like represents Stony Brook. I think that. Can I say something to you? I think she represents the id. Okay, that's fine. You can say that to me after I've said this thing to you, because that's interesting too. Here's what I think. All of the other girls. No, you can't Google stuff while I'm saying my thing. You have to listen to my thing while I'm while you. I'm trying to make sure I know what id means. It's it's like the thing that's underneath the super ego. <laughs> okay, it's like it's like a definition in a dictionary that's like you have to look up four other words. That you understand. <laughs> Don't blame me. Blame Freud. Listen to me. Listen. Yes. Here's a theory of this novel, of of these novels, of this entire series. All of the babysitters, like the thing that is driving. I was right, by the way. I can't believe we're still talking about your thing. I just looked it up. I was right. Well, we we were right. Okay. Can I say my Christy, thing? Christy, you were right, and Christy does represent the id. Yes. Can I say my complicated thing? Yeah, yeah, I yeah, just yeah. thought of all of the girls, the main characters in the, these books, the thing that drives them is they are being pulled like magnets away from Stony Brook. Mallory wants to go to Massachusetts. Jesse wants mm, to go we to got New- just we got like a we got a, a little little taste of Mallory taste today. of Mallory it was this so week. nice it was really nice they, Laura, uh, is, what's her name Laura yeah, yeah Laura, Laura, Laura gave us a little just a little vignette of Mallory and Jesse like catching up in the background of a babysitters club meeting it was fucking wonderful listen to me Mallory wants to go to the Massachusetts Jesse is being pulled towards dance school in New York Stacy is constantly being pulled to New York. Dawn is being pulled away. Dawn's a non-entity. She's gone. Right. She, like, lost her polarity. But Christy is Stony Brook. She represents stasis. She represents solidity. She represents... She is the rock. Upon this rock, Mm -hmm. I will build my church. And that rock is Christy. Or St. Peter in the, the case of the Bible. In, in the case of the thing that I'm saying, it's it's um, it's Christy. Christy. Yeah. Christy is Stony Christy Brooke. is the St. Peter of these books. And so she's... Exactly. St. Peter got his head cut off? Well, he betrayed Jesus. And actually, the traitor in these books is Stacy, isn't she? S- well, now you've got me worried. Because we do know that these books are heavy with biblical allegory. Yeah. And now you've got me worried that... Christy is the great deceiver. Right. Well, that's possible. And betrayer. Well, that, maybe that's what Laura has in store for us because... Well, is she going to get her head cut off? Who gets their head cut off? A lot of folks. John the Baptist, most famously. I think There's Peter, a lot of art. There's a lot of classical art around Pete, yeah. John the Baptist yes. getting his head cut off. But, and Salome is presenting it on a, on a plate to Herod. But um, Peter is crucified upside down, if memory serves. That sounds brutal. Well, that's that. We still got like ten books. <laughs> so that was interesting. I just thought that. Don't you think that's true? Christy's the rock, and so she stays the same. And the way that she stays the same is by being like weirdly callous and like the yeah. passage. The passage. Back to I my read, thing. Yeah, she just says She's what's on her fucking mind. Back to the the passage I read. She was like, "Uh, why do we have Logan babysit alongside you for the Pikes?" And Marion's like, "I broke up with him last." 
week, Christy? Jesus she's, Christ. And then she does primitive. This, she does this other thing where like the pikes are trying to like get do parent trap Stacy and Claudia because they Vanessa, yes. Vanessa figures out that they're fighting. Comes up with this. God, it was so nice to just be in that space again, talking and thinking about Vanessa Pike. Yeah, I agree. I so miss thinking about the Pike children. It's it was nice. Yeah, and it was just <clears throat> you know what it was. What good clean. Baby sitting fun. Erica Bloomberg and yep. Claudia Kishi have a lot of GCBSF this week. With yeah, the there's, Pike a, kids. there's some real babysitting that happens. Though the babysitting is still kind of like the Pikes are the way that the Pikes are weird is that they're like tr- trying to help Claudia reunite with her friend, but th- there's nothing left there. It's a, it's a, the spark has gone out. There's nothing left. Yeah. It's over. It's over, but there's a new effervescent wind. And they like the Pikes like Erica. I like Erica, and she's an official babysitter. Yeah, Jack. Yeah, I know that you're not a fan. Okay, but I do want to read a poem. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I know you're not a fan of the poems A, and I know you're not a fan of the character B. But (laughs) can I say very quickly, please? They walk in beauty, <laughs> night and noon, these handsome men who do their worst. Singing their beguiling tune, I find myself immersed in thirst. Or as the youth say, hashtag swoon, with hashtag vapors, I've been cursed. And I just want to read this passage. It's our his segment uh, from the mysteries, where we where we talk about a, uh, a something that made us hashtag swoon. As the, a boy the, who made us horny. Yeah. Um, it's Jeremy Rudolph. Yeah, and he's the fame wolf, and he's nothing if not handsome. He's also evil. He's he's evil and he's handsome and he's beguiling yeah. and he's playing games with Claudia this week. But the games got me. Oh. Going. Yeah, okay. What were you worried I was going to say got me hard? I thought you were going to say horny. <laughs> yeah. But going They got is me fine. going. Yeah. And let me read this passage. Okay. I pushed open the bathroom door and wham! Slammed into somebody walking by. Jeremy. Hey, Claudia, he said, rubbing his arms. Can you do it sexier? Oh, yeah. Hey, Claudia. Okay. He said, rubbing his arms. Oh, no. I can't believe that just happened. What I really couldn't believe was that I was standing in the hall at school talking to Jeremy Rudolph. After more than a month, and Stacy was nowhere to be seen. The first thing I thought was, I am so embarrassed. The second thing I thought was, get me out of here. The third thing I thought was, he is so cute. (laughs) Stop thinking, Claudia. It's dangerous. Jeremy was wearing a long-sleeved rugby shirt and faded jeans. He was perfect. His shaggy brown hair was adorable. Brown eyes staring into my eyes. Gee, um... Hi, my voice trembled. Oh, that was brilliant, Claudia. 
Are you going to your locker? Jeremy asked. I'll walk with you. <laughs> oh, shaggy brown hair, brown eyes, Rugby staring shirt. into my eyes. Faded Rugby jeans. shirt. Jesus. Yeah. No, he is a very handsome and sexy man. There's no question about that. I mean, he destroyed what we thought was a, a pretty lasting friendship just with those brown eyes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that rugby shirt. He does this thing in this book that I find deeply troubling, especially given the power that he holds in those brown eyes and that long sleeve rugby shirt. I don't know what that is, but I guess it's a shirt you would wear to play rugby. I've never played rugby. I have never played rugby either. You have to form a scrum, I think. Okay. And that, like, hurts your ears, I'm I'm led to believe. Yeah, you can get cauliflower here pretty bad. Okay. Because you're, like, rubbing your ears against the other men's ears. Why? In the Is that scr- in the rules? It's not in the rules. It's just what happens if you form... If you never formed a scrum? I don't think so. Maybe incidentally, but, like... You would Never know. intentionally. Because a thing that starts to happen... Have you ever been in a situation where you're suddenly rubbing your ears against another man's ears? Not intentionally, again. But, okay. Not willingly or intentionally, no. You're bending down. Okay. You bend down. Okay. And you put your ear against another man's ears. Does that ever happen? Not... Not that I'm aware of, and not intentionally. It may okay. have happened. I can't be certain. Sound like a politician. Yeah. But that's what a scrum is. And that gives and that's us in some... the rules? The ear part isn't in the rules. The scrum part is in the rules. Okay. But the ear, if you do a scrum, that has to happen. And then you get cauliflower ear. Why? Because that's what a scrum is. That's what it is. It's a ear. One hundred percent of the thing about a scrum is that you touch your ears against another man's ears. No, there's more to it. I said you're bending over. Okay, so one hundred percent of the thing that a scrum is is you bend over and touch your ears against another man's ears. Yeah, I, the way I, I mean, this is semantics, but I would say fifty percent of a scrum is bending over, fifty percent is touching your ears against another man's ears. Well, I don't want to. I don't. I. I'm not a mathematician. Yeah. <laughs> So, like, I can't do that breakdown on the fly. Yeah. And I think you're being irresponsible trying to assign it 50-50 because it doesn't sound like... If you're doing so much ear rubbing that you're getting cauliflower ears... Yeah. It sounds like it, maybe it's more like 60-40 or 70-30. Okay, fine. In favor of the ear thing. So a better way of saying it is that 100% is both of the things. that I feel like that gives us less data, but we... I, okay, well, if there's any fucking rugby scientists out there <laughs> in Baby Nation can tell yeah. us how much of a scrum is rubbing your is ears. bending down and how much is rubbing ears, yeah, let us know. Yeah. Because I'm intensely curious. Yeah. and But that gives us some insight into what Jeremy's wearing is the point. Can I tell you something? Yeah. I'm being a deceiver. Okay. Because when I was in the seventh grade, I wrote a report and did a diorama <laughs> okay. about the rules of rugby. Wow. You're being the great deceiver. You know more about rugby than anyone I've ever met. And I got very into rugby for a little while and decided that I was a New Zealand All Blacks fan. <laughs> not, a, did, not a spring box? Did a uh, um, diorama featuring 
um, Imperial stormtroopers that I painted <laughs> all black. Wow, rubbing their on ears a rugby together. pitch. Okay, and learned all about rugby, so, so I do you know, know what a scrum is, and you know exactly what a scrum is, and you know what Jeremy's wearing. It sounds like it's a stormtrooper like top, but it's been like haphazardly painted black by a young boy. Yeah, and he's got cauliflower ear, and it's so sexy. And he does this thing where he like calls Claudia up. He sucks. Fuck this dude. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. He's handsome. Ooh, okay, so let's separate the art from okay. the artist. Yeah. He's very handsome. He's so good looking. So sexy. But he, And I liked him in the first, but, when he was first introduced. I thought he was cool. But then he's like, Claudia and he have known each other for fucking one month. And he's like, he's calling her up and he's like laying on the smarm like, oh, like, I hope I, hope I haven't been the cause of you and Stacy being like mad at each other. Cause I like value you so much as a friend right. and like Claudia is like swooning over it. And it's he's, like, he's dude, stringing her along. You're not friends with her. First of all, you've only known her for a month. You don't value her as a friend. And also, you know that you fucking did it. You did it. Yeah, like you, you did broke it. They up. They were lifelong friends and it's over now. But you know what? What? So he exhibit a, yeah. Fuck Jeremy. Yeah, he's a he's a player, and he's stringing Claudia along. He's a fame wolf, and he's the fame wolf. Yeah. Exhibit B got Stacy out of her hair. Yeah, I guess so. Stacy's ding dong. The witch is dead, and the wicked witch was Stacy, and it was the fame wolf that what took her down. I think we're gonna regret it because I think you're it's so the- you're so I I don't no, no, get no. this. Let me Posture of yours. Because you clear. seemed to, you said earlier that this book made you sad, and I just said ding dong, the witch is dead about Stacy, and this was your reaction. Hmm. I'm sour about it. That's not what my reaction was. And I'm I'm a, I'm struggling to understand your position because I, I thought we were both Here's my position is anti Stacy McGill. I'm taking the thirty thousand foot view. Unlike you. I'm not just living for the fucking moment. Here's my position. I, I'm not Jack. <laughs> I challenge you to go back and listen to every single fucking episode of this podcast and tell me if if this is a, a fleeting no. thought of the week for me. No, I know how you feel about Stacy. What I'm saying is this. I have other things that I care about. I maybe have come around to your, your view on Stacy, though, not perhaps with the same virulence and intensity that you have. But... Like, if Laura had taken the opportunity to write a book where she's like, the fame wolf came into town and mauled Stacy, and she is now in her grave, and we visit her every week. Okay. I like that, too. And Erica Blumberg is the new Stacy, and she comes to the meetings, too, and like, oh, I wonder, oh, she's interested in fashion, too. Whatever. I don't know. She's into books. Whatever. I don't give a shit. And the Babysitter's Club continues. I would love that novel. I, you're clinging on to these these old ways. You're, you sound like a, a, a boomer right now. Because <laughs> you're clinging on to these old ways of being, Jack. The Babysitter's Club is dead. Everything changes. And right? it's Keen who says that. And you stole And that. it's Keen. Yeah. And you need to take a fucking lesson from Keen. Because everything changes and you need to let go of the Babysitter's Club. It's gone, Jack. Okay, fine. And then what do we have left? What do we have? Erica Blumberg? The effervescent wind. <laughs> I, I, I just, I don't understand your fucking posture tonight. I feel like you and I are fighting now. 
Because you're you're clinging to this old way of being, but Stacy, ding dong, the witch is dead. Stacy is gone, and we have the effervescent wind to replace her. Jack, okay. How are you not thrilled? Great. They'll all still be friends, right? No, Stacy's gone. She's friends with some no. prick called Rachel. Okay, fine. I think we should take a break and cool off. I think we should take a break and cool off too. Yes, good okay. idea. Okay, goodbye. You say goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> I don't know about you, man, but like my fucking cables that I ordered on Saturday when yeah. we determined we needed more cables mm-hmm. are taking their sweet time getting here. Yeah, so are mine. That's weird because the other cables came like in two days. Yeah. It's weird. Do you, is this a conspiracy? Is, it, is there a reason you at, waited until we were recording again to say that? Not necessarily. Aside? Just, you know, we, I didn't want to interrupt the flow. But maybe it is a conspiracy theory. Do we okay. want to explore it? Or? Well, I just, I mean, what I want to explore a little bit is that we took a break and then we spent uh, more than usual, like 10, 15 minutes just like shooting the shit and talking about stuff. And then we did our thing where we we're like, okay, hit play, like the fucking, the light's coming on and like now we're but, like, on. like the last thing you said before you started counting was like, I can't wait to hear my voice. Yeah, people aren't going to know what it that is. It jogs something in people my People aren't going to know what that is because we don't record our whole conversations. That I, what, the problem, and people will n- now be aware of this is I can't hear my own voice in my headphones which is why we're ordering these special cables so that I could do that which is why I always sound like I'm fucking shouting (laughs) Tanner I would like for you to give us a bit of a scare warning okay scare warning scare warning prepare to piss your pants Okay, that's perfect. Because I I want people to be ready, because this is scary. A scene we have not described, but that you can imagine. I may have repressed it, because I can't think of a scene so scary that it would warrant a scare warning. It's very scary, and we haven't described this scene, but it is very frightening. And it is frightening partially because it, it demonstrates the... The depths to which Claudia and Stacy have fallen in terms of their friendship, which is non-existent. I would say the heights to which Claudia has risen. Okay, that's free fine. of the that's fine. It's cement albatross. They have gone to see a film that's called Love Locked, mm-hmm. and Claudia. And, the The book opens with this vignette. They've gone to see a film called Love Locked. Claudia and Marianne, which is a quick vibe uh, check. Okay, Romeo plus Juliet. Yeah, I think it's Romeo plus Juliet. The Baz Luhrmann film. Yeah. And Claudia says it's a retelling of a Shakespeare. Yeah, that's then that's what that is. Yep. Um, and they do cry. Oh, quick vibe check. Okay. Ten Things I Hate About You, maybe. Okay, that is a retelling of Romeo plus Juliet. No, it's a retelling of Taming of the Shrew. Oh, it's a retelling of Taming of the Shrew. Yes, you're right. I haven't seen it. It's got... um, Don. That guy... Uh, Josh Hartnett. Heath Ledger. Okay, fine. And Don Schaefer is in it. Okay. With a, from the movie? Larissa Olenek, yeah. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. Thank you for saying that. The, the, the scene that I would like to describe is they're going to see this film. We don't know what it is, except that it's called... Heart what is locked. it? Ten Heart Things locked? I Hate About You. Love Locked. It's called Love, Love Locked. locked. No, it's not. Your vibe check is wrong because they're on a desert island. They briefly described the film, and at some point they're on a desert island. So it's the Tempest. Castaway? Did they make a modern retelling of The Tempest? In 1999? I don't think so. But I think 
I think what Laura is doing is conflating Romeo plus Juliet. Ten things I hate about you, but she's like, it's not about Romeo and Juliet. It's not about Damien the Shrew. It's about the Tempest. Okay, that's fine. Fine, fine. I can't believe you got me off on this tangent. I want to tell you about this film. They go to see it, and Marianne and Claudia go, and there's a burgeoning friendship between Marianne and Claudia. They're both broken people. Claudia's lost her friend, and Laura and Anne do their best to try to make me care that she's lost Jeremy, but Jeremy is nothing. He existed not at all a month ago. Yeah, and uh, and as as horny as he does make me, yeah, I can't get it up, so yeah. to speak. Okay, it's not even so to speak. Like honestly, the... you you made it sound like you were saying a euphemism, but you just said the the quiet part loud. <laughs> I can't I can't get it up for him. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Then I mean, I can. I can. No, I, I mean, he was he again. was my hashtag swoon this yeah. week. But like, they go to see a movie. And you can't convince me that he's worthwhile. Guess who's also at the movie? Stacy and Jeremy. And so Claudia spends the whole movie like worrying about the fact that they've showed up together. And then the following thing happens. Tanner. Uh-oh. I dropped the Milk Duds box and it slid under the seat in front of me. A man in the row behind me tapped me on the shoulder and shushed me. I was mortified. If it hadn't been dark in that theater, Marianne would have seen me turn five shades of purple. I'm sorry. I whispered to the man. He grunted back at me. Kids. Just forget about all of it. Him included, Marianne said, speaking very quietly. You're going to be able to just watch the movie, aren't you? Suddenly I thought of something worse than the man behind us. Stacy and Jeremy. Did they see us? I whispered. Did Stacy and Jeremy turn around when I dropped the box? I don't think anyone heard it, said Marianne. Except Mr. Friendly behind you. Okay. Tanner, if it so happened to you that you were in a movie theater and there was a very frightening, scary man who was called the Smiling Man and who we've talked about before. He was like and he's just one to, to five rows behind and you. And he's got a rictus grin. and Smiling at you. Empty eyes. Sunken eyes. Yeah. What would you call him if you had to give him, him a name? I would call him the Smiling Man. Uh, well, or Mr. Friendly. Or uh, well, I, would call, I would call him Mr. The, I would call him the smiling yeah. man because I'm I'm familiar with who he is, but most people would might might call him Mr. Friendly. Yeah, and now we've got and a he's name back, and that's what Laura wants us. Laura Dower has finally given him a name. Laura has reintroduced this the smiling man, Mr. Friendly. I think he character. first showed up in I think he showed up in Dawn's Big Date, also in a movie scene. She and Lewis go to I think that's where he he first turns up. No, no, no. That's not right because the book cover that he's featured on has all of the members of the BSC on it. Okay. And that would be weird if I think they all go. Uh I and I hate to challenge you on this because okay. I don't want to be that guy, but um while I'm looking up the book cover, can I tell you a story about a time that I got in a confrontation with a man in a movie theater? The smiling man? He wasn't smiling. No, he seemed pretty upset. Actually, okay, tell me. But tell me if I'm 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 the asshole here. Okay, I was at a movie mm-hmm. that I was very excited about. It was a Star Wars film. Okay, and I was with my wife, and it was opening day, and okay. we went to the first showing of the day. Yeah, and I was so excited. It oh, well, and here's a here's an interesting turn of events, Jack. I found yeah. the book. Yeah, featuring the smiling man. Yeah. Stacy versus the BSC. What the hell? 
Okay, now could you do me a favor? Oh, holy shit! Is that it? Are you sure? Yeah. It's Stacy versus the BSC, and yeah, that's a squeakle to this. Look at this. It's a squeakle. Horrible. Look at this horrible face right behind Jesse's. Oh my god. Head. Okay, can you now? And okay, now please do me the fucking favor of looking up Dawn's big date. Okay. Because I think it's the same movie theater, and I think the same fucking man is in it. So I'll con- while I'm looking this up, I'll continue to tell the story. Um, the man next to us in our very expensive seats. Are there ones that like shake and like pour water yes. on you when it's it was like at that right that exact the movie theater or whatever? Yeah, in in Union Square, um, kept pulling out his phone and looking at it the entire time. That's annoying, and it was so annoying. Yeah. And I just wanted to be enraptured by the magic of Star Wars, a film franchise I love. Yeah, and they've got th- at least three good movies in that franchise, and three of them are good. And it's actually the first three. And Rogue One. Uh, episode one, episode two, and episode three. <laughs> yeah. You also like Solo, I'll remind you. And Solo. So there's five um, good movies. This guy kept pulling out his phone, and eventually I finally mustered the... God, I can imagine you. Um, Excuse me, sir? <laughs> the... <laughs> willpower yeah to lean over and say to him hey can you stop pulling out your phone it's really distracting yeah and you know what he said to me what did he say to you i'm a doctor okay and that was it you did you say what you were because that's the only response to that i'm a content professional (laughs) no what i did was just say like i i think what i said was like i don't care (laughs) that's good turn back to the screen yeah that's good but it was just like that's nothing you can't you can't look at your phone so what i don't, don't like don't come to the fucking movie then i don't what do, you, what do you want me to say like yeah don't interrupt the movie guy i, I appreciate that you're a doctor and god bless you for like it's like if someone was sitting in the seat next to you and they were like performing open heart surgery on a patient and you were like, excuse me, what are you doing? And they were like, oh, I'm a doctor. You'd be like, yeah, that's fine, but do it somewhere else. Like, yeah. We sound like old cantankerous men. I bet there are a bunch of doctors listening to this who are like, that's the only fucking opportunity I have to get away from my fucking nightmare life. I get it. I get that you're a doctor and I appreciate that, but it's like, it is the same theater. Jesus Christ, Jack. Isn't that scary? There's nothing. No, 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 no. There's no smiling, no, no. man. Tanner's showing me Dawn's Big Date. Fucking... Scroll in. Look look deep back behind them. It's the same fucking movie theater, and I swear to God, there's a oh fucking my God. smiling man. We'll post it in the Facebook group. Yeah, Tanner Check, he's you. there. Every time they go to a movie theater, Mr. Friendly is there, and then, then fucking Laura de- described it in this book. It's in Dawn's <laughs> like, Big Date, check, Stacey versus check. the BSC. Yeah. Literal chills. <laughs> yeah. Just went up and my, down my body when I saw this man in the background. <gasps> I'm so frightened of the smiling man. Okay, so there are two covers of Babysitters Club books that we know of that have that are the 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 cover of the book is the some members of the Babysitters Club are in a movie theater. One of those books is Stacy versus the BSC. One of those books is Dawn's Big Date. In both of those covers, if you zoom in. A couple of rows behind the babysitters is a rictus grin, smiling man with no eyeballs in both of those covers. And then I have just read to you a description of that. Mr. Fucking Friendly taps him on the shoulder. That's scary. So scary. That is fucking scary. And and you know what? If you want to sue us, you can't because we did a scare warning. Yeah. So good luck. Good luck. See you in court. 
See you in court. Pants. We warn you about that yeah. too. See you in court. And I almost do. It and really I, did like yeah. shake me to my core. Yeah. That's scary. You want to hear something Whew. else scary? Okay. This is this the conversation I previously mentioned where like I don't know what Jeremy's doing, but he's like flirting with Claudia behind Stacy's yeah, back. That's weird. And he like really broke the, up their friendship and he knows that's the case because Stacy's always talking about it. Fuck this creep. Okay. Here's but here's okay. this conversation that he has with her. You gotta cool down. I know. I got I got <laughs> I got a little bit overheated. So how's school going for you anyway? He continued. You seem so busy. Okay. That was a question I could deal with. My heart was thumping. Real a quick. Little... Yeah. Sex here? Okay. Yeah, you're right. Good note. Thank you. So, how's school going for you anyway? He continued. You seem so busy. Okay. That was a question I could deal with. My heart was thumping a little more quietly now. Art class? Super. The best. Yeah. Yeah, you know, art, my whole reason for living, the thing that makes me happier than anything else in the entire world. Whoa. Yeah, art. I forgot. He forgot? Well, anyway, we're in the middle of making these collages in class, and I decided I didn't want mine to be flat like everyone else's, so I made a papier, how do you say it, paper mache sculpture. No, say it your way. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I can't help it when I see the French, you know. <laughs> Papier mache. I made a paper mache sculpture. <laughs> okay, don't make me laugh because I'm gonna have to do sexy voice now. That's different. Yes, well, I like to be different. Anyway, it's a giant cat. And everything I pasted on it has to do with cats. Tanner. Immediate reaction? Immediate, yeah, immediate reaction? reaction. That's what I want from you. What's, your, what's the reaction on the ground? Little on the nose. Okay. What I assume you're going to say, Yeah. and correct me if I'm wrong, is that this is a clear reflection of Claudia's being influenced by cat people faction. Yes, what I was going to say is that Claudia is so desperate and she has fallen on such desperate times that in order to combat her grief and her loss, she is trying to build a cat person. And that's how you do it. If you want to summon them to yeah, vanquish your enemies or destroy Stacy or Jeremy, the fame wolf. Yeah, that's how you do it. Yeah. You would bring that's the cat people. Would, that's how I would do it. Yeah. Build a monument to them. She's trying to summon the cat people to destroy the fame wolf. And if you're just joining us... That's it. That's it. We could have just said that at That's the beginning. It. And we did say it. Yeah. Jack. Yeah. I arrived a little late. Okay. And Erica was perched on a bench waiting. Okay. She grinned when she saw me and my sweater and my hairdo. Claudia Lynn Kishi, the fashion queen. Mm-hmm. Hello, I said, laughing, and pulled her off the bench. We had things to do, people to see, places to go. First stop, flashbox. Flashbox. Official home of punk clothes and trendy things. It sounds a little out there, but it isn't at all. Jack. Yeah. And I guess Laura. Yeah. What happened to Zingies? What happened to Zingies? 
That's such a good point. What did you do with Zingies and what is Flashbox? And why did Laura replace Zingies with Flashbox? Because from your description, Laura, wow. it sounds like what you're describing is Zingies. <laughs> Zingies. That, to me, is the official home of punk trends. But you've got this new store at Washington Mall called Flashbox. And it's called Flashbox. And what is that? Okay, Laura. What is I, I, Laura, I love you, and I love what you're I doing with the book, you. and I love the direction you're taking it in, and yeah. excuse my co-host for saying I love you in such a creepy way. That's but okay, she's a ghost. I don't appreciate you meddling yeah. with the lore, the established lore. And if I I hate to accuse you I hate to accuse you of not doing your research, yeah. but actually there already is a yeah. punk theme store at and it's Washington Mall and it's called Zinkies. Yeah, and, I think and it's beloved. And there's no way it would have gone out of business. It just doesn't bit. make sense that it would have gone out of business within the year everyone loves it. Right. Yeah. And I know everything changes, and maybe everything changes means that like Zinkies close and Flashbox open, but like I don't accept that. I think that Anne and Keen went to Laura and they were like, "Hey, we need a ghost to write this book." First of all, they were like, "We can't. We need a ghost to do this." And then they were like, "And you know what? Everything changes, so you can fucking destroy anything you want." What's the biggest thing in the Babysitters Club? And Laura's like, "Oh, the friendship between Stacy and Claudia." And they're like, "Fucking knock it down. You're the demolition man." Just fucking destroy. They're like, close, and do that too, but yeah. and then what's the actual thing, in the biggest thing in the Babysitter's Club universe? Zingies. Zingies. And she's like, I'm going to knock that down too. I'm going yeah. to, they fucking paved Zingies and they put up a flash box. God, don't it always seem to go? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. Don't know what you got till it's gone and it's Zingies. Um, should we do our burns? Yes. Should we do it? The, the normal way. Your Honor. No, fuck you. Hey, 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 I'm not trying to hurt you. I'm trying to help you. I'm trying to get you high. What do you say? Nah, man, I don't smoke weed. I smoke crimes like you on a b-ball court. People, jurors gathered here today. God, it's so hard to get through this without tearing up because the crime that was committed today was so heinous and it was committed by Baby Nation. That's what makes it so difficult. And that's what makes it so difficult because I've loved them for so long. Yeah. And I've kissed them for so long. Yeah, and I've kissed them for so long and it's part of it. When you love someone... For a long time, you will also kiss him for a long time. But I feel so betrayed now. Yeah. Because they committed a crime so heinous against an innocent sweet porpoise. Yeah. Your Honor, what are all... Can we have these baby porpoises that are wailing removed from the courtroom? Because it's very difficult to hear over their the racket. Oh, God. And it's not just a crime against the porpoise. Yeah. And it is a crime against the porpoise, don't get me wrong. It's a crime against Jack, who has to do all this post-production work. <laughs> right at the end of the uh, fucking episode, too. Adding in so many porpoise screams. <laughs> <laughs> I just feel so bad for him. And he tried to he tried to shoo me off of it, but here we are. <laughs> and, Your Honor, I think we should throw the book at Baby Nation for killing the slaviest porpoise. Yeah. 
our beloved character who we developed for the super specials to introduce the burn of the week yeah. each week. And he lives and on in our hearts. He lives on in our hearts and on our souls and in our memories. And yeah. it's our burn of the week, Jack. Okay, can I read a, a burn, please, for you? Yes. You're going to like this one. Ready? Yes. The burn is by Laura Dower. <laughs> yeah, well, they all are. Assuming. Assuming. Well, this one is very pointedly by. Presumably, her. they would all be by Laura Dower, Ready? right? Or, Here it goes. Yeah. It's short. Mal says hello. Christy had just called the Monday meeting of the Babysitter's Club to order. The Babysitter's Club, or BSC, is a business we run. Parents call one number and have four sitters ready to go. And it's a bird on every ghostwriter who has ever written a chapter two that took ten fucking pages to say that same thing. Yeah, they were just trying to, to, get, to hit that word. <laughs> That's how you do it, Pete. That's how you do it, Suzanne. It's an efficiency of language. <laughs> she did it in two sentences. The Babysitter's Club, or BSC, is a business we run. Parents call one number and have four sitters ready to go. It blew my fucking mind because I didn't know. Before this, I didn't know you could do it in, in two sentences. Yeah. I thought you had to fucking tell the story about fucking David Michael falling off a goddamn swing. Scientists have puzzled this out for ages. <laughs> yeah. But Laura Dower nailed it in two sentences. And it's that kind of innovation that's really going to, like... It's going to change the babysitting game forever. Take this book series to the next level. Yeah. I'm just... My one worry is that we don't have enough books left to, to really... God, I hope we that. see more of Laura Dower, because I really like May I style. read mine? Yeah, please. It's Claudia. Okay. Speaking to Erica. Okay. I trusted her. I asked her if she had any secrets to share, too. It was like we were playing truth or dare without the dare. Oh, um, uh, Claudia is talking about how much she loves and misses Stacy. Yeah. Unimportant. I, except that it's like a problem between them because she spent so much time talking about Stacy that Erica thinks that Claudia doesn't want to be her friend anymore. But they are better friends than Stacy and Claudia ever could have been in the first place. And I, I can't even remember Stacy. It was, and she's an effervescent win. It was like we were playing truth or dare without the dare. She thought for a moment, then nodded. But it isn't really a secret. I was adopted. Really? Erica was taken aback by my reaction. You say that like I have some kind of disease or something. Oh, no, I recovered quickly. What I meant is, well, if you knew me better, see, I had this adoption thing a little while ago. I thought that maybe I was adopted, and I thought about it all the time. I didn't mean anything bad by what I said. Were you adopted? No, but I imagined it for two weeks. It's just that I don't look like my sister or anyone else in my family. Well, I don't look like anyone in my family either, and I'm grateful because my brother is a little troll. <laughs> wow, that was a long walk, but a good finish. It's a burn yeah. on Erica Blumberg's unnamed brother. Unnamed brother, yeah. He's a, He's only described like three times in this book and every time he's described as a yeah, troll as a troll and it Maybe is it's a troll and yeah and i think he's a troll and we're introducing a new faction and it's the trolls is erica maybe problematic because she's kind of got this pretty like noticeable anti-troll bent well trolls might be bad okay now you're now okay so now we're in like fucking tolkien territory where it's like I'm, are orcs inherently bad yeah i don't know i don't know and i don't want to get into and what that are we saying right about now, like right at the end 
I know. I, are they inherently bad? And if they are inherently bad and, and they don't have free will, can we possibly judge them? And that's a philosophical question. So difficult. It's, it's so difficult, difficult. And we definitely don't have time to get into it. We really don't. And we shouldn't. Um, and I will also say that for folks who are trying to read this in the glaive order, uh, yeah. Claudia and the Great Search, which is a novel where Claudia tries to discover whether she's adopted by looking into her family history, is obviously a squeakle to this novel. And it's one of the, the arms of the glaive. We'll obviously map this all out. Right. Uh, and then the other arms of the glaive are obviously Stacy versus the BSC because of the yeah. smiling man connection. And and as you know from this passage, I sunk back into my seat. Giving thanks was the last thing I felt like doing. As a matter of fact, this was going to be the worst Thanksgiving ever. Claudia and the first Thanksgiving is a squeakquel to this novel. So that's one of them. Yep. Uh, we'll let you figure out the rest. It shouldn't be too hard. I, wh- what did we say? There's f- probably four to five tines squeak wolves or tines for yeah. each book we, we'll map it out guys it's all it's all gonna this. make itself very obvious in, in time yeah yeah um i th- was thinking that maybe we should go and leave i would love that i would love that you know who else would love that my wife who's waiting to go to bed oh and she can't because you're in the bedroom yeah that's so sad tanner what i would like to do is go and also to leave okay and what I would like to do before I do that, as is traditional, is to thank you so very much for bearing with me. You're welcome. And I would like to thank the Baby Nation for bearing with us. You're welcome. And particularly Tanner. That was them. And I would don't put words in their mouth. And what I would like to say is that I love you and I kiss you so very much every day and all the time. And what I would also like to say is please subscribe to our Patreon. It's how you can support this show, and it's a good other show. And so everybody wins, and it's only $5 a month, and you can find it at patreon.com slash podcast. That's all I have to say on the topic. Okay. Please join the Baby Nation Facebook group. Everyone's having a nice time in there. Please rate and review our show on iTunes, and please buy our merch. It's bit.ly slash merch. We've got lots of shirts. Mm. And a tote. And stickers. And other stuff and it's another good way to support our show and keep us doing it this week we read a novel that was called babysitters club friends forever number four claudia and the friendship feud next week we're going to be reading a little book called babysitters babysitters baby skittles (laughs) babysitters club friends forever number five christy power fuck yes that sounds awesome And if we can have my favorite Babysitter's Club ghostwriter, actual ghost, Laura Dower, writing it, that would be perfect. She's your new favorite? Yeah. Because she's a ghost. Yeah, and Pete was short with us one time. Oh, yes, yes. (laughs) I think he got annoyed with us. (laughs) Or else he felt compelled to respond to something we sent him at 2 in the morning. (laughs) Well, we sent it to him at 9.30 in the the evening, and he responded to it at 2 in the morning. (laughs) He like woke up in a cold sweat, like, God, I hope they're gone. (laughs) And like checked his Twitter and he's like, no. (laughs) P's my second favorite. After Laura. After Laura Dower. But Laura is an automatic shoe because she's a ghost. She's so good and I love a ghost. She's a ghost ghost writer. She's a ghost writer. Oh, I'm real and now I'm putting that together. And that's clever. (laughs) Okay. What I would like to say to you is that my name has been and always will be and is currently and it's the name that my parents gave me and it is a name that I cherish and it is a name that anyone in my life 
will speak when they want to address me and they want and to. It's a guy from Lost. And when I become a ghost, if you want to summon me, you will say this name. And it is Jack Alexander Shepard. My name is Tanner Greenring. Please do remember to round off the corners in your bedroom, drown all your dolls, call your senator, and demand your right to bear time. And do not forget to let daddy love you as much as I do. Remember the Delaney's. Remember the trip, man. Take your dream horse through that maze. Claudia is wearing a bra now. And the way she talks, you would think that boys had just been invented. I'm realizing now that our intro was a little meandery and long-winded. And you no. didn't get a chance to do the epithets, and I'm wondering if you wanted. I deliberately them skipped them, and it's um, San Francisco, and it's Ethan M. Martin, and there was another one last week that I pro- also probably and we'll do one this like, week too. And I deliberately skipped it, and I was hoping last week forget it was about it. Logan and uh, Mary been writing it down, so th- there's something deeply twisted. <laughs> That like for the first time in your in the history of this podcast, you took a fucking note, and it was to make sure I didn't forget this. And it's Logan, Marianne, Mary Ann, Marianne's ex boyfriend, Logan, and this is your thing. So if you want one for this one, say it now. Yeah, and I'm going to, and then don't fucking rush me because I'm th- th- I'm crafting something here. Loran Dower <laughs> and Martin. <laughs> Perfect. Who's that guy? That was a headgum podcast.